When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. You know what people don't say often about George Orwell? Mm-hmm. Big dick. You've done this before. Um, there's a there's about a, George Orwell. There's a section called No, no, I just mm. have a I have a, a niche historical knowledge. You're the historian on this podcast, but what I bring to it is I know that I know which historical figures mm. had big dicks. Mm. So, do you want me to not say it? Do you want me to not let everyone know when somebody had a big fat hog? You don't have to say it at all. Yeah, I'd rather you didn't actually. Um <laughs> That's good. Every woman that slept with George Orwell felt like a virgin while it was happening. Oh. That's how oh my massive. Oh, just uh, please stop. So he wrote uh, six novels. Pulsing head. Animal, it was a, he had a Animal pul- Farm, 1984, coming up. A for, uh... pulsing head of his penis. God. This is in the, in the words of George Orwell. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. <laughs> The year is with Red and Bobby. Jody, is it ready? Yeah. You said mm. you're ready, Jody, and now you're not ready. We're good to go. Welcome. No, my mouth is dry. I'll do it then. My, my, no, my mouth Welcome is dry. Welcome to the Year Is podcast. A podcast where every episode me and Bobby Mayer go back to a year in history. I'm singing this week, Bobby, because I have been in Wales, the land of singing. <laughs> you just, that's not what happens in Wales. They do sing, though, don't they? Yeah, I guess they like whatever. There's always a rugby game happening when um, I'm there. I was, there was a rugby game this week. Yeah. Uh, Wales, Ireland, I believe. They lost, but they didn't smash the, the, the city up, which was good. You know that Wales is not a city, right? No, Cardiff is the city. Oh, okay. I was in Cardiff doing gigs. <laughs> I left Wales to try and... Well, I left Cardiff to try and find some... Beauty spots, because I've been to the Brecon Beacons before. Very nice. Okay. It's like Lord of the Rings. Uh, around Cardiff, surrounding areas, shithole. There was a, went around a roundabout. There was just a horse on a roundabout, but like tied to the roundabout. So that's where he lived. Every field you saw, someone had thrown a fridge in it. And then I drove to this village called Philly, which is meant to be nice. Everyone there looked sad. I googled the village. Why are they so sad? Turns out... Uh, two people have been killed by dogs in the last two years. A 10-year-old boy and then an 85-year-old is in intensive care after being mauled. Well, it's fun facts like that <laughs> that keep people tuning in. But I thought, why is everyone so sad? And then I Googled, and it's because dogs keep eating why. them. Yeah, because dogs won't stop killing them in their town. The worst part about your dog mm. eating your child is mm. that the dog's just sitting there not knowing it did anything wrong. And like... Mm. Yeah, and then they're like, "So we're gonna kill you're the dog going now. to die as well." <laughs> yeah, sad. Yeah, it's very yeah. sad. And then you have to order the death of your own dog. Well, I think if it's just killed, it's quite easy, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. I think you know dogs that bark too much. Sometimes you go, "Shall we?" Maybe, maybe <laughs> like pedophiles that aren't allowed to be near kids should be given the dogs that eat kids. Mm. <laughs> I feel like they're natural. And then they get on because they have an enemy, common enemy. Yeah, children. Oh God! I saw a man pick up a scratch card. And scratch it, and Off then the ground. F- and then fling it to the floor <laughs> in, in this village. Just oh, maybe someone dropped it, and I'm going to live in the Bahamas. I've done that more times than I would like to admit to myself with packs of cigarettes. When I used to just like chain smoke, I'd mm. see a pack, and I, I wouldn't know. I'd see a pack mm. of cigarettes on the ground, and be like, 
a full pack of cigarettes and pick it up. It's like empty. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like if I wanted a cigarette, I'm picking up other people's garbage. I had a period where I was so addicted to smoking that I would collect. If I couldn't buy cigarettes, I collected cigarette butts and smoked them. That is so disgusting. I know. That is so unbelievably grim. But last week on the Patreon episode, you were talking about... By the way, if you're wondering what... What do you mean the Patreon episode? Every week, we do an extra episode on Patreon. Where we, we're way more open. You think this is open? Oh, yeah. No holds barred. Mm -hmm. Some holds are barred. Yeah. Probably Red's legs around my head. That's barred. <laughs> And also, if you're gonna, that, oh, it's it's a it's a ladder match. Yeah, but with no ladders, just us slagging people. Yeah. Well, last week you were threatening to quit the podcast. Yeah. Because you didn't like the amount of research I had done. Yeah. Which I thought was was quite. I rude. think it was our worst ever episode no, last week. You've said that so many times, and they always turn out good. So. I gotta breathe heavily while I speak. <laughs> I'm just having a zero uh, sugar fanta. Go on, carry broadcasting on. gold. People might be into it. You never know. Nobody, you never know who listens. We, yeah, <laughs> this isn't. Yeah, it was niche ASMR. Yeah, there's a woman as we discussed who sells her farts in jars. Maybe me going oh, is the only thing that keeps people coming back. <laughs> I, if that is, because I tell you one thing, Bobby, it's not your historical knowledge. It's not yours either. <laughs> so, last week on the Patreon episode. Uh, patreon.com slash the year is pod. Mm -hmm. You were shitting all over the podcast, said you're going to leave and join OnlyFans. And mm -hmm. then we worked through the logistics of yeah. what that would look like. And then it got dark. But <laughs> what I would say is I also have been pursuing a new passion. Yep. What is it? I've been playing a lot of StarCraft. I don't know what that is. And I'm considering going pro. <laughs> okay, what's StarCraft? StarCraft is a, a, a game. Originally, it was a, a computer game in the like, late 90s I played as a kid. And it's like a strategy game where you're kind of, you you raise an army. Mm. And then you there's three races. And you choose one race and you fight. So you fight your war. own race. It's a race war. And what color are these races? So, well, I... I we don't need to go into the color. But no, wait, is it actually? No, well, they're like purple and yellow and um, like blue. So they're, okay. well, one is human. The Terrans, Earthlings, are human. The Protoss are an alien race. Okay. And then there's the Zerg, who are like big bugs. I like playing the Zerg. I'm the bugs. Okay. They're not actually the strongest race in StarCraft II, which is what I'm playing. Anyway, I'm playing it obsessively every day. And yeah. it's the happiest. When did you start this again? Uh, well, I realized it was Mac compatible about a month and a half ago. Yeah. And I've been all in. Because I haven't seen Harriet in about a month and a half, I don't think. Well, she's I in the game now. I think your wife has left she's, No, she's in the game now. <laughs> she's in the game. Yeah, okay. That's what's happening. And if so. you turn pro, can you make money from this? So it's huge in Korea. Mm -hmm. South Korea. Uh, North Korea, I don't think they have the same Wi-Fi. No. But South Korea, it's huge. And people play professionally and make a lot of money. I think... I well, I can't consistently beat. I can't win online because everyone beats me. But I can play against the very hard computer setting one on one and win sometimes. Okay. I've been playing against Te Zerg versus Terran. So, anyways, yeah, I'm gonna leave. Yeah. Maybe depending on how this professional career goes. Well, why don't you turn pro? This how do you turn pro? Just announce it. I think I just say the words, I'm pro. Yeah, okay. I am now a professional StarCraft well, 2 player. Okay, well, and we'll speak in a week and see how it's getting on. I don't actually know what steps you take to make money, though. I think there is tournaments. But I, I'm not good enough yet. But I have the desire. Yeah. I now really understand, like, every open mic comedian who you meet over the years who's just like, I quit my job. And I'm doing comedy full time, and it's like you've ruined your life. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, their wife, their wife's always mad at them, and it's like, yeah, of course she's mad. Yeah, she signed up for an easy, normal life, and now you're ruining her finances and time mm -hmm. because you're now out, out every night. Like, and it's never gonna work for you because you suck. I'm now one of those people, except with StarCraft Two. But at least they're out of the house. I'm in the house. StarCraft happens. Well, I could play it in the car, actually. I could tether with my phone and play in the car. Well, that's not a good idea. Well, if you if I wanted to leave the house, I mean. Yeah, well, you go sit in your car and yeah, play it. Yeah. 
<laughs> I did that the other day. Because there's people running a drugs ring from outside. People who don't know in Bobby. No, we don't need to go into that. I'm going to sell this place at some point. There's no drugs well, ring. Well, they don't know where it is, but there's a car park near your house, by your house. It's your car park, actually, where, um, where people sell drugs. And they sit there, and you could go in the car next, and they go, oh, is he a rival guy? Is he trying to... And they go, no, no, he's just a fucking loser. <laughs> oh, what? This was depressing. Harriet, I'm supposed to take Mabel to swimming on Tuesday mornings and then go out of the house so that Harriet doesn't have to see me. <laughs> so there's, like, planned time where she knows she'll get to not be with me. And it's really exciting for her. Like, she looks forward to it the whole week. She's so happy. And it's it's really depressing to know. Mm. And she... How, how, how many hours are you meant to be gone for? Uh, by... Till 11.30. I can't come back before mm. 11.30. Okay. I leave around 8 a.m. But I, I it was raining, and I didn't want to walk in the rain, so I just sat in the car on my computer Were for you with two Mabel? hours. I'd taken Mabel to daycare, and I just sat in the car in the cold. <laughs> For two hours, because I knew it was. I thought Mabel. It was like I'll take Mabel for a bit, so I can I, just be. Well, I do. But it's not even Mabel. It's, it's not Mabel. You. It's me. No, it's it's just she wants time away from me. So you sat in the car. I just sat in the car around the corner, like I draw. I just sat. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. You was, should join that gang. I thought about it, but they they do intimidate me. A bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're serious guys. Yeah. They're probably all like 16. I don't know how mm. old they are. It's no, hard to gauge. they're quite big. Well, you can be big at 16. It's hard to get. There's mm. no, yeah. We can't go too into it. Because no. they're my neighbors, and I really respect them as people. And Yeah, it, and you don't want to rat them out. No, I don't. They probably think, because well, you would think, oh, is this guy a cop? Because he goes and plays computer in his car. No one would think I'm a cop no, ever. I've never no. given off undercover but cop vibes. That's why you'd be the best undercover cop. I would be a good undercover cop. Um... I, but I, I don't think I'd make it through training because I'd just say things like, when do we get to touch a gun? Yeah. And then they'd and I think say, no get, gun for you. You'd start playing both sides, I think, as yeah, well. Yeah, I would. And you'd be like, look, I'm undercover. But... Like that guy on 60 Days Inside, the best television yeah, show yeah, we've ever watched. Yeah, yeah, that was very good. Good TV show. What was, was that? that? Netflix, I think it was. Yeah, it was fucking amazing. So it's people who are not in prison and agree to go into prison mm -hmm. in an American prison for 60 days. Yeah, as a challenge. As a challenge. Everyone else in prison thinks they're real prisoners. Yeah. And then it's secretly filmed. Yeah, and that one guy got too into it and started, like, fashioning knives or whatever. He was really... He was selling contraband, and then they're yeah. like, if you, if you actually break the law in prison, we have to take you out. You will stay here. And he's like, and he, shut the fuck up, I'm undercover. And they're like, no, you're uh, not. So, remember that, like, the, the woman who's, like, the ugliest woman ever? Yeah, she turned out she was 36. She looked very bad. <laughs> and she... Within like two days, she was getting her cellmate beaten <laughs> by a gang. <laughs> by a gang, while she listened. And yeah. I don't know how it's on camera. No, like, how it's is bad. This on camera? It's bad. And there was that woman who was like a mother of three, and she's like, "I miss my kids so much, but I got to do this." It's like, why do you have to do this? Well, then it turned out she was a mother of one, actually recovering drug addict. I remember mm. her really vividly. She was doing it because her mother had went to prison, and she never knew her mother, so she wanted to feel like she knew her mother mm -hmm, better mm -hmm. by living the life her mom went. And then after a few days inside, she was like, everyone's doing drugs. I really want to do drugs again. Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. like, of course you want to get high. Yeah. You're in fucking prison. Of course. Yeah, it was It was very we gotta stupid. Watch. We haven't finished it. I feel like we've... Well, it's, it's endless. I think it's one of those shows that doesn't... No, I don't, I don't think it did make like 10 seasons. I think there's only a few. And then yeah. what other prison is going to let them in after they realize what the show is? It's, yeah. I'm, I'm sure this, it'll probably be made illegal soon, that TV show, because someone will yeah. get killed. There was that guy who everyone turned on him instantly. Yeah, there was one fight where it's like 20 people beating one guy, and you're like, "Yeah, who's this guy? He didn't agree to be beaten on television. His family is just at home, like on Netflix, thinking, oh, I just worried about him. I want to escape. And they're like, oh, our son's being beaten on Netflix. Yeah, no, it's not good at all. And there was, did you, we watch Temptation Island together? I don't think we did. That's very good. That's two couples, or a couple go on an island. The, the women go on one side of the island, the men go on the other. And they split them up. And so men go with the women. All these singles go with the women and these single hot men and these single hot women go with the men. And once every four days, they've got to sit around a campfire and watch what their partner's been up to. And there's this one guy who doesn't cheat, has loads of heart-to-hearts about how much he loves his girlfriend and stuff like that. And then they have to sit around the fire and she uh, gives someone a blowjob on the first <laughs> night. 
and he like just starts crying and there's this like this host of it he's like it's pretty hard isn't it man it's pretty hard and then they do this whole thing about mental health and stuff and you're like don't say about me you'd literally just set this up to yeah. ruin this guy's life i would never agree to go on temptation island with my wife no because the whole point of marriage is we are agreeing we will not tempt ourselves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't want to know what she would do with better <laughs> options. The guy who who she uh, gives the blowjob to is like the worst man ever as well. He does this thing. Where he's like really muscular and he goes, I'm the captain now, bitch. <laughs> well, he is. That's mm, really bad. But uh, worth a watch. Yeah. Definitely worth a watch. You seen it, Jody? No, I haven't watched that, no. Oh, why not? I would... It's I think too I... highbrow for me, that kind of thing. Uh, you might be into... Are you a Pink Floyd fan? I'm actually not listening to too much Pink Floyd. I no. just made that up off the top of my head. Jody, yeah, Jody really seems like a Pink Floyd fan. Yeah. Um, no, The Doors, I was really into. You love The Doors. Because... Um, Jim Morrison. Pink Floyd, big yeah. argument. See that? Roger Waters and... Uh, Oh, I didn't. Re I saw a bit. So are they fighting? Mm. The band is now fighting. Between I think they've been themselves. fighting for years. Okay, but he's now gone like full pro Russia, anti-vax, anti-vax. Um, and she's um, well, Gilmore's wife was like, "You're a misogynist and uh, anti-Semite," and then said that he um, mimes. <laughs> it's just funny threw that in there, which probably hurt him the most. He's a mime. Well, like, so he he um, he's not actually singing. What's that called again? Lip syncing. Lip syncing, basically. Oh, I thought you were just saying like uh, she accused him of, being of having the hobby of mine. No, and I was like, like, oh my god! Like, no, I don't. <laughs> no, he's building a house with his hands. Where is he? Oh, he's in a restaurant, a cafe. What is that, Roger? Yeah. Why is he Roger? White? How are you telling a story without speaking? And that's his like secret. That's his yeah, darkness. Yeah, yeah. His dark secret. Some men are worried about being me tooed from my era. I'm worried about people knowing <laughs> I, I was a mime, and as a mime. I once took it too far and mimed a rape. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. But, uh, yeah, so they're arguing at the moment. That's going on. And he's released a statement, picture of himself saying, don't worry, I've seen the claims and I'm speaking to my lawyers. That's good. We will not be hearing Dark Side of the Moon anytime soon, is all I know. I'll probably still listen to No, it. you can still listen to it, but I mean live. But I don't think they did that anyway. I don't know when the last no, time they No, they haven't did... been touring. Everyone says the Australian Pink Floyd is better than Pink Floyd. What's the Australian Pink Floyd? It's a band mm. from Australia who do Pink Floyd's music <laughs> better than Pink Floyd did. So it's a cover band? Yeah, the Australian Pink Floyd. Apparently, they're who better. Who told you they're better? That's like, like common knowledge. <laughs> did you book them better. for your wedding? And that's what no, you've been telling me. They're huge. Me. They're huge. They sell out. Really? Like, yeah, the Australian Pink Floyd's huge. Need to send them to Kea Philly. Hold I'd go benefit. see them live. I want to see it. Australian Pink Floyd. Hello. The Australian Pink Floyd show. The world's number one. They've sold five million tickets to concerts. Yeah. That's by, loads. Just by sucking on the souls of others. So if that was $10 a ticket, they've made 50, no, they made 50 million. Fucking hell. Well, it's not $10. It's probably $50 a ticket. That, But then Pink Floyd will be getting a lot of that. They'll get, I don't know if you get money every time someone performs your song live. You do. So Noel Gallagher always says, because Liam is now doing all these, Liam Gallagher's doing these massive venues as a solo act. And he's like, he'll be like, my brother can't sell as many tickets as me. And Noel will be like, I couldn't give less of a fuck. He has to pay me 55 grand every time he sings one of my songs. Because they're <laughs> licensed to him, you know? So they, the Pink Floyd will be like, I know a ton off that. Yeah. Oh, God. And there was the Pink Floyd guy. What was it? Sid Barrett, was it? Was Pink Floyd? Went mad? No, that's not. That's Pink Floyd. Sure. What? Sid Barrett's not. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yep, thanks. All right, fine. <laughs> he was about to launch into one of his mean tirades. And it turns out he was wrong. What did Sid Barrett do? No, he went mad. So he, went, um, he had an acid trip that were like. I think he took some too much acid and then he slowly went mad and stuff. But he was like an early. You know, member of the band and a genius, and sort of went and lived in Oxford or something on his own, or with his mum. Did, did he ever come back? No, he never came back from it, and like was just sort of mental for the rest of all, like mentally ill. You know, I don't. And went and just lived with his mum, and the band sort of didn't see him for like since like the seventies. Fuck. But he was like, you know, the most talented guy apparently. 
co-founded the band. And I think like he was involved in like early because the band's so big. He left behind some money. I remember hearing, like even though he left the band like really early, but before their biggest hits. Yeah. But because the band's so big, you can sell like old the old then, stuff, yeah. or, or you know, if you go, hey, I've got a a recording of the first ever band practice of Pink Floyd, and it's just them talking, and you know, that would sell for loads. Yeah, I love true. Fleetwood Mac, and there was a guy in Fleetwood Mac, early Fleetwood Mac, was it Danny? Mm-hmm. I fucking forget his last name, and he was like an incredible guitar player, and uh, but he kind of went mad, really. And just never came back from it. Yeah. <laughs> Fleetwood Mac had so many past members. Yeah. I was just trying to find Is there them. one named Danny? Is it Danny? Uh, Danny Kerwin. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. And he uh, he was incredible. And he played, like I think, early 70s Fleetwood Mac before Stevie Nicks, I believe. But he just ended up living in a hostel and had his guitar and he seemed happy. But was, like, unable to function in the world. He lived in mm. his own world. It's kind of like, I think a lot of times, like, a creative geniuses, you can very easily kind of have severe mental illness later in life, you know? Because they're just in their own world. Like, it's all yeah, their own the, the, fucking the thing. thin line, obviously, you know, but... Yeah, very sad. Not nice. Um, I'm just trying to find out how much money left behind, but I don't know why. <laughs> why? Is that what you're trying to find out? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about this guy, Sid Barrett. He wasn't Pink Floyd. Okay, yeah, he was a, a genius. 1.7 million to his four siblings, which, you know, considering he never worked from 68 to... Present day. We died in... Uh, da, 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 let me just search my memory. 2006, 7th of July, if I remember correctly. Fuck. If I remember exactly. 7th of July, 2006. Yeah, he left 1.7 mil. Not a bad haul. I don't know. I'd maybe expect a bit more from one of the founders of. Well, you might have spent no, because a lot they of it. fucking he had to he live his whole life. He yeah. was gone before all you know, Dark Side of the Moon and all the big boy you know stuff. He still had to live for another forty years. When did so. he leave? You know, he left. He died at age sixty. So when he left the band at like the age of like twenty three, if you consider you're in a band at twenty three, you leave, and then you have enough money to live for the rest of your life and leave one point seven mil behind. Not too bad going. Pretty good, actually. Sorry, Jody, it's not enough for you. Mm. Yeah. I doubt you'll be leaving that amount behind from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah, and Jody leaves one one point seven. Turns we'd, out, we'd jo- turns out Jody's, we'd want been, it back. <laughs> Jody's been stealing from us this whole time. Jody stole all of the money. Anyway, let's get on with what we're all here to do. Who's ready to go back? Back in time. Wow, what's that noise? No, not this again. What's I that know we noise? stopped this part. Oh, it's four-year-old Jody. Jody, what are you doing? <laughs> Put that down, Jody. Jody, why are you holding a knife? Yeah, stop it, Jody. Why, who is that other dead child? <laughs> it's 1984. The scene of Jody's first ever murder. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Jody killed another child at So you were four years old at this point, am I right, Jody? Uh, no, I was two years old. Two years old. Mommy, <laughs> mommy made the mistake of leaving the knife drawer open. Yeah. And Jody <laughs> took his chance to kill the neighbor boy because mm. mommy smiled at him a bit more than Jody. <laughs> she didn't know he knew how to use the ladder Yeah, <laughs> at that point in his life. <laughs> I was very advanced for my age. You were. Yeah. He when... didn't exactly know where to poke holes in a person to make them go stop, stop. Yeah. <laughs> but he just went for the neck. And it turns out it was a good guess. He couldn't say mummy, but he could stab you in the face. Yeah, we're all just bags of blood, and Jody pokes some holes in that bag. A.K.A. Anyway, child. So Jody's two years old. It is 1984. The book, 1984. I was in my dad's <laughs> balls. We're starting on the book, 1984. Which, which after a big research in an old-fashioned library um, last night till 4 a.m., I discovered the book, 1984, wasn't written in 1980. You're so fucking stupid. What do you know about 1984, the book? George Orwell wrote it. Yeah. What I know about it is when when I'm in a conversation (laughs) and I want to look smart, I'll go, God, it's like bloody 1984, isn't it? Yeah. Though I've never read it. Have you? <laughs> yeah, I've read it a couple 
couple times. It's a cup, a cup of your soap. No, full I have of read shit. it twice. It's a good book. You read it twice. Yeah, it's a real like. It's not like I read it to pat myself on the back. It's, there was a reason people talk about it. It's I get what great. it means. It's the whole. No, people... it doesn't have to mean anything. It's just a really interesting story. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. It's doesn't it's... he lay out like so? He's like, oh, we should start a reality TV show called Big Brother. In, in the book, he says something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that on the nose. I'm, you joke, I'm joking, you dick. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's the book we all say now, and we go, fucking hell, it's like 1984. But there's a reason. Yeah, of course. There's been lots of other books about totalitarian and fascist states. Yeah. That's a great book Mm -hmm. about that subject. There's lots of other books about imagined dystopian worlds. Yeah. That one's a great, fun book to read. Yeah, 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 it's the big one. Which is why I read it twice. I didn't read it twice. It's not like James Joyce, where you're like, I've read Ulysses, and it's like, actually, that's a boring thing to do. Yeah. 1984 is great. It's a riveting book. Yeah. Like Michael Winner's Winner Takes All. That's a good book as well. Well, top two. Those are my top two, actually. I can't believe you guessed both of them. I don't know which one I start with, though. Probably Winner's and then... Winner Takes All. I'm going to call my book Well Read. No? All right. 1984. That that, that did not come out. I don't respond to puns. Okay, do you know when 1984 came out? Uh, 1948. 1949, so you weren't very far off. Okay, that's I knew it was late 40s. We should write a book called 1949. And what? then we go, why? And go, because, I don't know, because it's when 1984 was written. You know, we could click a cool name for a band or something. <laughs> that's so... We should write a book. First of all, the idea that the three of us are going to write a book. Yeah. Me, you, and Jody are going to write a book. And it's it, what? Where? Where's the inspiration for this book? Well, we just thought like, yeah, eighty four was written in forty nine, so we're writing forty nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all. That was. And well, there's bands from the sixties oh. with lamer reasons for what is, they did. It's the book about George Orwell in some way. Nah, man. No, it's just the story of like a husband and his house. No, well, I tell you what it is. Nineteen forty nine is literally the Wikipedia page of nineteen forty nine printed out, and we'll sell it. In fact. If you're a Patreon member, we will give you a free copy of 1949. It comes in link form (laughs) (laughs) to Wikipedia. So we'll send it to you. Um, So don't worry about that. It's another reason to join the the Patreon for this Please, if you haven't joined, fucking Mm. join. No, I just always, I've heard heard 1984 used so many times over the last five years. Are you going to read it? I get it. You don't get it. You haven't even read it, mate. It's fucking all Willian, isn't it? <laughs> you get. That's all I know. I the I only just love the I, idea that you'd read. We only read books. Though. This is really Orwellian. I read. I read books for dinner parties, and I've got the grasp of this one. I just go, yeah, you're right. It's fucking Big Brother watching us, isn't it? This yeah. is all Willian. And then everyone goes, oh, he's read the book, and I go, yeah, don't have a clue. Have you read Animal Farm? Of course. Some animals are more equal than others. That's a quote from Animal Farm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I like the lady horse who likes just being in the field and doesn't mind. I like the three pigs that get mad with power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, they're good. Shame to see him uh, collapse at the end. Didn't like that bit. Collapse? Well, they get, you know, they get done in, don't they? Do they? I don't yeah. remember the end in yeah. a while. Well, you might have to watch it back. You just ruined the book for anyone that hasn't read it. Anyone who's not read it, fucking hell, get a grip. Yeah, you know just, just go to a dinner party, you go, some animals are more equal than others. And everyone go, oop, someone's <laughs> read Animal Farm. And then you look smart. As a, just a little intro, just to get Any into. good facts on Orwell? Mm, there's loads of facts on Orwell. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean? Where do you want to? Where do you want to go? The fact that his name wasn't actually Orwell; it was Eric Arthur Blair. Why do you choose the name of George Orwell then? Mm, just easier, more, more <laughs> Orwellian, no more Orwellian. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And also, he, he knew he couldn't go. People wouldn't in dinner parties be able to go. That's very Eric Arthur Blairian when someone's being, you know, controlling. That's true. Yeah. So he was aware of that. It wouldn't have worked as well. <laughs> That's why he did. That. He was good at marketing. He knew. Yeah, Eric Arthur Blairian. But also, so he wrote the book, and he was like, you know, obviously, fascism. That, that's in... actually a great thing to say at a party. What? If someone says something, you go, "That's actually really Eric Arthur Blairian," and then go, "What does that mean?" You say, "Oh, sorry, that's George <laughs> yeah. Orwell's real name." And that's when you get double smart without having read any of the books. Yes. <laughs> so this is yeah. Oh God, sorry, I thought you were just... talking about Eric Arthur Blair. And then you just see in their face. Respect. And they look like a fucking idiot. And under the table, you flick their left nut and yeah. go, I got you. Dominance. Yeah, I've dominated you. 
Uh, so the Nazis are in control of Germany. Stalin's in control of Russia. What, in 1984? No, he wrote, so this is, but you know, it, it was all based on the, the those two. Greg, he grew up around those dictatorships. And so his whole thing was about, like, just like, you know, fascism and stuff like that. 1984. That's his impression. What are you, what are you looking at? It's just funny because you're talking about the book. <laughs> right? It's like a book report at school, but someone no, but no, he, he wrote more books. This is his, this is what his whole thing was. Yeah. So he was a, uh, you know, he was uh, about social criticism with lucid prose. Which <laughs> He's such a fuck. What? What? <laughs> lucid prose. Yeah, he had lucid prose. Pretty good stuff. <laughs> and did you ever give a book report in school? Probably, yeah. I went to school, didn't I? But not read the book. You know what I mean? Oh, all the time. Fucking hell. I used to read the last page. Did you use the word the lucid prose when you did it? I'm sure there's a lot of shit that I said in there that I didn't have a clue what it meant. I remember doing a presentation and on, um, uh, what was it? Fucking, what's the position in America where you're like Secretary of State? Was it Secretary of State? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I remember doing that and going, and you know, it was about women's rights. And I go, and I say, Secretary of State, and she said, so they're still being made to be the secretary. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> like she's just there, like typing up notes that he's doing. The, idea yeah. the Secretary of State just writes down everything that's happened in the state. Like, oh God, being the Secretary of State yeah. is exhausting. I can't stop typing. But if you just go, if I went to America and met the Secretary of State, I'd be like, ah, oh, thanks. Can I have a coffee? please yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no he's very important so he was born in uh bengal british india well, i think we call it india now um ooh, ooh. yeah not good his great-grandfather was charles blair was a wealthy country gentleman and absentee owner of jamaican plantations He's from Dorset. Mm. <laughs> Red, Red loves like doing deep dives to find people's connections to slavery. <laughs> no, well, no, they just all seem to be. They all, they all seem. <laughs> There's a point in time when it's just, just don't read about the granddad, and you're sort of it's plain sailing. I wonder uh. if, like, in his early twenties, he's writing. You know, he's writing like his masterpieces, and then. Uh... But he's living off of his grandpa's slave money. Yeah, probably. You know? mm. Yeah, because, uh, and he he just like feels guilty, and he's like, oh yeah, but it's for the greater good. Like you'd have to do these mental gymnastics. Wade wrote 1984 probably with the funding from you know an absentee plantation. You, you just take the money. You don't take the it. money, and you don't go and go. Oh. Yeah, is that worse? I don't know. Not for me to, not for me to, yeah. Was um, George Orwell a Nepo baby then? Of course he was. Yeah. But George. not even in the modern, you know, more like, yeah. Orwell was a Nepo baby. Mm -hmm. He was a Nepo baby. Um, he went to Eton. That's a good school. Same as um, Eddie Redmayne and Tom Hiddleston. Uh, the most annoying man in showbiz, don't you think? Tom Hiddleston. Well, it's like we got Cumberbatch, we got Redmayne, two bearable, talented people. Why do we need Tom Hiddleston? I didn't tell you this, but uh, next week, Tom Hiddleston is actually the guest on the podcast. Cut it out, Jody. Whack him in. I met Tom. Uh, we were, I don't know. Next to StarCraft Two, my newest love is dressage. I'm just dressage. And uh, so I've been going to a lot of dressage lately. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sat down, and there's a guy beside me wearing a cap, trying yep. to keep it undercover. And mm -hmm. we were watching the horses dance. Mm -hmm. And uh, then one of them tripped, mm. so they shot the horse mm -hmm. uh, in front of these kids. I guess to teach the kids a lesson, which is if you don't achieve, you will be killed. <laughs> um, which is a good lesson if you're going to Eton. Yep, it and, is. And Tom, he, he flinched a little, which I thought showed weakness, because I was... Um, I was staring angrily because I was mad at the horse for falling. Mm -hmm. uh, so I stared at his dead body. And um, Tom showed weakness. And I said, oh, who are you? What's mm -hmm. your name, pussy? Mm -hmm. Tom Hiddleston. Got to talking. He said, I'd love to do your podcast. Uh, but now, I don't know if he'll come on. No. He won't. If we keep it in, he won't come on. We'll chat at the end. Whether or not 
uh, me slagging him off his in is dependent yeah. on, on whether we decided to have him on next but week. But maybe me and Tom will just keep more of like a fucking friend relationship where we watch the dressage together mm-hmm. and we don't want to mix our business and friend life. <laughs> me and Hitties. I call it Hitties. How did he die? So I'll just check how he died just for people who had a teaching career. Ooh. Yeah, he lived in didn't Kentish he, Town. Didn't he die of tuberculosis or something? I'll have a look. He wrote a book called The Road to Wigan Pier. Not too into that. Thanks, mate. He has a plaque for George Orwell just by uh, the the side of Parliament Hill, South End uh, Green. Yeah. In Kentish Town? Well, South End Green, like down by Hampstead Heath. Ah, Jody. Thank you for that. Um, Don't interrupt Red. He's on a roll. <laughs> really zooming for it. So, I just, so when someone's achieved loads, it's fucking... Bloody hurts your wrist getting to the death part of their Wikipedia. <laughs> really got to zoom down there. Don't want to... Personal life. Often don't want to read this either. I'd be like, oh, well, met his wife, Sally, 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> he enjoyed shooting rabbits. Conducting experiments as in cooking a hedgehog or shooting down a jackdaw from the Eaton roof to dissect it. Okay, interesting. <laughs> He's interesting. a curious boy. Yeah, bordering on child psychopathic behavior. Him and Jody would have got along fucking great, actually. Mm-hmm. What do you think he would have said if someone had gone? Apparently, you've been shooting Jackdaw. We've been watching you shooting Jack. What, what would he have responded to that? Is that wrong? No, because oh, it doesn't matter. What would he have said? He couldn't have gone. Oh, it's like fucking Big Brother, you know. <laughs> No, he invented Yes, that's what I mean. So he's got no reference for any of that. He can't, he'd be terrible now because he wouldn't be able to go, God, this is all Will in, isn't it? Yeah, he could. He this never, is very me. Do you think he ever used the term in his life and said, this is really a me he kind probably, of situation? He probably started it. He's a heavy smoker. Rolled his own cigarettes from strong shag tobacco. <laughs> he had bronchitis. Not good if you want to smoke. Uh, his penchant for rugged life often took him to cold and damp situations. <laughs> Both in long term, as in Catalonia and Jura, and short term, for example, motorcycling in the rain and suffering a shipwreck. Hmm. He liked fish and chips, cut price chocolate, the movies, and radio among cheap comforts. You know what people don't say often about George Orwell? Mm-hmm. Big dick. You've done this before. Um, there's a there's about a, George Orwell. There's a section called. No, no. I just mm. have a. I have a, a niche historical knowledge. You're the historian on this podcast. But what I bring to it is I know that I know which historical figures mm. had big dicks. Mm. So do you want me to not say it? Do you want me to not let everyone know when somebody had a big fat hog? You don't have to say it at all. Yeah, I'd rather you didn't actually. Um, <laughs> that's good. Every woman that slept with George Orwell felt like a virgin while it was happening. Oh, That's how oh my massive. Oh, just uh, please stop. So he wrote uh, six novels. Pulsing head. Animal, was, uh, he had a Animal pul- Farm, 1984, coming up. A for, uh, pulsing head of his penis. God. This is in the, in the words of George Orwell. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. <laughs> Okay, so we got that covered. <clears throat> Crack cocaine, a smokable form of the drug, is introduced into Los Angeles and soon spreads across the United States in what is known as the crack epidemic. Okay, is there someone who is credited with inventing crack? Because that is a hilarious legacy. I mean, yeah, it's a big one. I feel like I feel like there was someone, there must have been a guy mm-hmm. who figured it out. Mm-hmm. You know? Of course. We just mixed it and went, ooh. This is Like new. champagne. Yeah. It's not proper crack if it's not from L.A. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I only found out like two months ago over Christmas that champagne is just Prosecco from champagne. Mm. I didn't realize no. that champagne was all brewed in the champagne. Yeah. And if it's not brewed in champagne... It's not champagne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you know that? I knew that. I think everyone knows How that. How the fuck 
<laughs> did they get it where their city is the brand you know no it's amazing because every city could potentially be the brand mm. Mm. just impressive marketing yeah 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 give it to them the champagne people no of course like the gucci region of pakistan yeah where you get all you i get all my gucci from is Gucci out of Pakistan? <laughs> the, the stuff I buy is. Oh, I see. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Okay. Yeah, that's why a brand. Anyway, sorry. Uh, carry I, on. I just feel like the inventor of crack and the inventor of uh, mm. champagne, <laughs> yeah. the marketing mm. campaign for champagne. These people deserve more credit. Of course they do. Unfortunately, I haven't let him be on the wiki page. No, exactly, because the guy doesn't get. He's a an unsung hero. I'm the guy who made it crack. Now, most, yes. Did crack have a negative effect on the majority of people's lives? Well, it's funny you say that because there's a section on the Wikipedia page that says adverse effects. Yeah. Uh, well, I want to focus for a second <laughs> on the positive. On the verse effects. Yeah. Mm -mm. We talk too much about adverse. Let's talk mm. about verse. The best 10 seconds of your life, apparently. Yeah. The verse effects of smoking crack. Have you are... ever smoked crack? Not that I know of, mm. but I've smoked a lot of things where I may not have asked <laughs> what I was smoking. And I uh, I remember smoking a joint once, and then 10 minutes later, I was vomiting. And I'm like, well, that's not my usual reaction yeah, to yeah. marijuana. <laughs> so I think that was either heroin or crack. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, I was smoking with two guys who were in their late 40s and lived together in a in a room in bunk beds. Yeah, that's, that sounds like crack to It me. may have been crack. <laughs> Um, and they, but yeah, man, like the thing is, look, we're always focused on the adverse. Let's focus on the verse. The verse effects of crack are again. Yeah. Like you said, great feeling. Also, no, no, you wet weight loss. There's no fat, uh, crack heads. Is there? What about the people who just smoke crack recreationally and are enjoying their time with crack, but they don't have the monkey on their back? Mm. They're fucking just cool. I didn't mean to rhyme there. I really don't like rhyming. But I don't think they do. I don't think that exists. You know, yeah, it does. You know, only 5% of people that do coke get addicted to it. Mm. Most people who do coke just have a good time with coke. Oh, apparently you get... And I, as someone who got a little addicted to cocaine. <laughs> apparently you get dilated, dilated pupils and increased temperature, so I don't think I'd be up for this. No. Um, they say your eyes are big enough as is. Yeah, I just don't want dilated pupils. bulging out of your head I like mean, a bug. The rest sounds great. Sudden death. If, you're, uh, occur. if Ooh, your pupils got any bigger, you'd be a bug. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Shut up. You would though. Um, ooh, cardiac arrest. Like a cricket. Smoking crack can increase your heart rate, blood pressure, leading to long term. Mm. Yeah, it's not good at all. They mix it with milk powder, glucose, starch. Not good if you have a starch allergy. Caffeine, yeah, again. Yeah. Hey, have you smoked crack? Mm. Oh, no, I I can't because of my starch allergy. If you've already had an espresso, I don't suggest doing crack because it's got caffeine in it. So that might make you a little jittery. So yeah. just go straight to the crack, I think is what they're telling us here. Yeah, I don't know how many crack users are still drinking coffee. I feel There's like something called crack lung. <laughs> they found a better coffee. Uh, I smoke my coffee. Pregnancy and nursing is a is a section on this as well. You're not supposed to probably <laughs> nurse when you're high. Don't be crack. a nurse if you're yeah, or a pregnant nurse sounds bad as well. So this isn't good, is what we're finding out about crack. But 1984, I still feel verse though. I'm not adverse yet. Mm -mm. Convince me it's bad. Well, I think anything that says epidemic is never good, is it? I don't know. There's a blowjob epidemic happening. There's never been. Too many blowjobs. <laughs> never been. And Interesting. Certainly never where we are anyway. We're the epidemic police. We just, we stamp out that sort of behavior. Diego Maradona, okay. one of the world's greatest footballers of all time. I was just going to guess he was a footballer. That's yeah, have you not heard of him? Yeah, I've heard the name Maradona, but I don't so know anything he about was, football. In 1984, he sold by Barcelona to Napoli, which was... He went to this team in Italy, in Naples, Napoli, and went there and won. The, they, they, they were, like, not a good team at all, and he won this. Were, were they in, like, the good league? Yeah, yeah, but they, they were bottom. And they're in the south, and there's a big north-south divide in Italy. 
And he went and joined, and he made them one of the best teams in the world. They won the league twice, I believe. They won the European Cup. Fuck. But while he was there, and this is why I've jumped to him, he would go on uh, three-day coke benders. I'm sure he did crack as well. Um, And he was hanging out with the Gamora, like the local mob there. And so he said he'd play football on either a Saturday or Sunday. And then he'd go and do a three-day, like, all-nighters till Wednesday, then train. And then, and this is all while being the best player in the world. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's very impressive. That is actually... Because they always ban, like, a lot of times they'll ban drugs and sports that I don't think are performance-enhancing. hmm But, like, that is... Yeah. So impressive. He got banned twice with cocaine, but it, it's not going to make you better. It'll make you worse. So if anything, he should have gotten like I don't know a fifty meter head start. Or I, something. I guess it maybe it definitely make you like sweat more and less. It make you unhealthy, but it also makes you ignore pain. It could make you. Maybe he's not on it while he's playing. How do you know? I bet he wasn't. It just means he wouldn't sleep much and. You know, he'd just you'd probably be in bad shape. There are some no one's ever done cocaine and come out the other side going, it made me better at this, you know? Um, It's really good if you just want to fuck and not come. Oh, my God. Bobby, this is making this a disgusting show. That's what it's good for. Ben Shapiro, 1984, is born. I'm assuming people know who Ben Shapiro is. I'm not sure. He is a... He's political a... commentator and writer. <laughs> we know who Ben Shapiro is. Like um, Roald Dahl. <laughs> no. yeah. um, he is, well, weirdly, talking about Roald Dahl, Ben Shapiro's cousin is Matilda from the movie Matilda. Yeah. They now hate each other. <laughs> they do, I think. Mm-hmm. But Ben Shapiro is a right-wing... They're Twitter enemies. Yeah, he's this sort of religious fanatic and thinks the world's going to hell and is at war with the internet. I'm so excited for his fans to get in touch mm. after we talk about him. Yeah, you get a lot of shit for talking about him. And a lot of shit from um, brain-dead virgins, may I add, who can bring it. You know where we are. Car park. Meet us there. I don't think I could beat Ben Shapiro in a fight. Yeah, you could. He's a slippery little fuck. No, but he would. The thing is... No, he'd sue you. You're not seeing him. He's tiny. Do you see him talking about Cardi B's song? Uh, Cardi B, the singer, made that song uh, rap. Ben Shapiro, the political commentator. Cardi B, the singer. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know who's listening. You're giving context. We might, for so there might be people who live in the middle of nowhere in KFC. Winston Philly, Churchill, the famous politician. They, dogs eating their Wi Fi and they can't. A do planet it. in our solar system. Yeah, and Sid Barrett, the lead singer of the Spice Girls. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, and so that song came out and he said, I've just asked my wife, who's a gynecologist, and if her pussy was that wet, She'd have a problem. Because <laughs> of the song. Wop. Wop. Which is, uh, do you know the song, Johnny? Uh, I don't think I do, but I've got so many remixes and edits of songs of people that I don't listen to usually. And well, like, do yourself oh, okay. a favor. Jody actually. Get home tonight. Open, Jody's a rare. Open a beer. Put it Sexual on. specimen in that he masturbates to music exclusively. Really? Yeah, so he just finds, like, he, he's a real, he, he likes audio, so usually, like, a catchy song, we'd listen to it in dance, Jody masturbates. So WAP might be added to his lexicon of masturbation material. What would yeah. any like it's it called oralism. I'm, I'm aroused by sound. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. That's why I edit podcasts. You don't know what I'm doing. Oh, that, oh no, it's not. It's this. Yeah, we're, we when we do a long episode, we're just edging Jody the whole time. <laughs> Is that why he goes to the bathroom every time I go? Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I need, I need to complete. Need to complete. Exporting edit. Elizabeth Holmes was born. Do you know who that is? Uh, porn star. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Without your. I don't. I can't. I don't know anyone. What anyone does? Uh, wait, was she a politician? So you've never heard of Theranos, then? Um, is that from the Avengers? No, she's the lady who said she. Invent- I know who she is. Okay, why are you pretending that she didn't know she was? Because you before said Cardi B, the singer. Okay, but I don't know how dumb you are. It's fucking mind blowing. The smartest man in the world. <laughs> I had an okay, yeah. IQ of two hundred. <laughs> okay. All right, so you're you... the second smartest man in the world. Mm-hmm. We're going to do the podcast at that intellectual level. They can catch up. Okay, sure, sure, sure. She is the 
founder of Theranos and fraudster. Is she in jail yet? And she's on trial. No, she's been convicted. Okay, I don't know what her and sentence. sentence. I think she got twelve and a half years. I so I imagine. I feel bad for her, to be honest. I don't feel bad for her. Did you hear about that guy who worked with her and said she's like just does she's lacking a human thing? Like she bumped into this guy she'd worked with for ages. They hadn't seen each other for like two years, and he'd been in a car crash, and so apparently he was like covered head to toe in bandages, and um, she bumped into him in a pharmacy, and he's there like being wheeled in on a thing. And uh, and he's there to pick up his painkillers or whatever, and he sees her, and she just talks to him like nothing's happened, and doesn't go, fuck, are you okay? Like, she doesn't even register that he can't move. She Well, she did, but then she thought, I don't actually care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she didn't address it. She goes, I would ask, but then he'd answer, and I don't care. I don't want to hear that. Yeah. I really like that, actually. So what did she do? She basically said she had a, what was it, blood transfusion. No, it was a way to get a blood test at home is what she had. She said, I have this amazing machine. We can put it in, like, Walgreens. That was one of the places she sold it to, which is, like, Boots over here. And people can just give a little blood sample, and it can tell them everything about themselves. That's the machine we're developing. Mm, great idea. It can test for everything, mm -hmm. like... Yeah, it's a great idea. It's mm -hmm. just hard in practice, very hard to do. Well, this is very similar to what did we get? Someone invented the, what was it a few weeks ago? Someone had the idea to go to Mars or something like that. And it was like, that's a great invention. Let's go to we Mars. We got the idea, but it doesn't mean it's. So, but she convinced people she was on her way for, to very close and she got billions and billions of dollars from uh, all of the richest people in the world to invest in her company. And then it turned out it was all a lie. There was no product. It didn't work what she made. Mm -mm. And uh, and then she got found out. All those rich people lost their money. And the thing is, when you steal mm -hmm. from the richest people in the world, mm -hmm. they're going to make an example of you. Mm -hmm. They are going to fuck you in the face and put you in prison. Well, she used to wear the same outfit as Steve Jobs, so she wear the... And she lowered her voice. Turtleneck. Apparently, and she would go, hello, how are you? Yeah, she's like, I'm Elizabeth Holmes. And mm. you're like, oh. I feel like, mm. her, but maybe her real voice is just like, hello. Yeah, yeah, who knows what her real voice sounds like? Maybe it's like no one will take a seriously. unbearable business voice. If she's like, yeah, I'm going to be deeper. Mm -hmm. She went baritone. And everyone was like, isn't this amazing? She's this boss bitch. How good is this for women? And da 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 da. And she'd invented nothing. She'd invented absolutely nothing. She had a guy, though, her partner in crime. Was it Sonny? I feel like his name. Mm -hmm. The guy she had the company with, the other, he's an Indian guy. Susa, is it Sonny? We'll go with that. Yeah, go with that. Make it up. I'm not making up his no, name. No, I know, I but you know. I think that's his name. But he's going to prison also. They're both going to prison. And they nobody knew, but the whole time they were the company together, they were fucking. Gross. And then they've turned on each other since. All he, that and he kind of looks like a bag of shit. Like, she's not, like, hot. She's, mm -hmm. like, interesting looking. Mm -hmm. But he is a much older bag of shit. And the fact that she was fucking him is crazy. So she's been sentenced to 11 and a quarter years in yeah. prison. Um, Included a fine of $400. She bought a... <laughs> what? Yeah, they're going to hit her where it hurts. She could get a 15% reduction on prison time with good behavior. Well, unless she fucking invents something in there and <laughs> gets the Yeah, yeah, she's going to be like, guys, I've invented a way to, uh... No, she'll get... She's going to get shanked in prison. Nine and a half years she's got. I don't think anyone will give a shit in prison. I think they'll think no. she's good. And she'll hustle her way. No, I think Elizabeth Holmes is going to get shanked in prison because she's going to tell everyone, guys, I've invented a way mm. that we can escape from prison. You just have to give me all of your commissary so everyone will give her their money and be like, mm. okay, how are we going to get out? And she's like... I'm working on the invention, actually. It's not quite ready yet. Just give me time. It'll take six to eight years. Yeah. And yeah. keep giving me your commissary. She announced hashtag Iron Sisters to help women in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. That's a great idea. It's all great. The thing is, this is she's Steve Jobs, but just the iPhone doesn't exist. Yeah, the thing is, Steve Jobs... The iPhone's a shit anyway. She's as talented as Steve Jobs. He was just smart enough to try to invent something that was doable. Yeah. Like, she was just looking, like, 50 years in the future and been like, guys, we can do this now. And it's like, no, you can't. Like, mm. you have all the skills necessary. Just pick a thing that's doable. Yeah, yeah, She yeah. would have been a billionaire. You know what I mean? Like, clearly a very driven yeah. person. Like the unlickable stamp. Yes. 
wait, unlickable. Yeah. Then how does it stick? It doesn't. So, so it's a prank stamp. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so people lick it and they try and stick it to the letters and then they go, there must be something wrong with your mouth. And then they think they got weird saliva. And then what I'd say. And it's I'd, a big prank. I'd tell people, I'd say, oh, guys, there's this new study I just read. And uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but people who lick stamps, if the stamp won't stick, it's a sign that you have throat cancer. <laughs> no, no. You just make it fun be, like no, it's they, a sign that you're stupid. They'd say, what? And I'd say it, it means you're lacking an enzyme in your saliva, and that happens. Oh, no, you don't make this horrible. You can and just then, say it means and you're dumb. And then they spend like a week thinking they have throat cancer. And then they don't, and they get to feel relieved. They hate me, but they get a feeling of relief. Yeah, okay. Uh, you were right about entrepreneur Ramesh Sunny Balwani. Yeah. Pakistani-born Hindu who emigrated to India and then the U.S. She met him in 2002. During a trip to Beijing as a part of Stanford University's Mandarin program. So she's smart. She's in bloody Beijing learning Chinese as part of Stanford University's Mandarin program. Yeah. That's funny because <laughs> you just, uh, you said she's learning Chinese mm. as part of Stanford's Mandarin program. Yeah. And Mandarin is Chinese language. So there we go. <laughs> no, do you think there we go. How many different languages do you think they speak in China? It's probably a few, probably quite a Do, few. Mandarin, I think I think it's Mandarin and Cantonese. There's probably other mm. others I'm not even aware. Hong Kongish, which is a part of Britain, actually. This will be the last episode <laughs> of the podcast. Maybe they do. I don't fucking no, know. No, they don't. I don't know what they think. They speak English in Hong Kong. What do they speak, Jody? Well, they speak, they pull speak, it up. They I'm do sorry, speak I'm English stupid. in Hong Kong, but they also probably speak Chinese, Mandarin, or Cantonese. I'm not. Or sure Cantonese which one. is another option. I don't know enough. There's a few. There's a few options when you're there. That's why it's such a good place, is because you have the choice. I, I, well, I, I, I don't think... You can start in English and go, should we slide this into Cantonese? That's what I did when I was there. Okay. Um, so how do you with, slide in? The in-between seems like I the just awkward say, want bit. me to slip into Cantonese, or should we get more comfortable in Mandarin? Uh, which is uh, when I was at Stanford. Um, go on, <laughs> teaching Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> Cantonese is the most commonly spoken language with 96%. In Hong Kong? Yeah, Mandarin comes next at 48 and English at 46. Wait, so 96%, then 48%, then 46%. Yeah, so I guess so most everyone people... speaks Cantonese and then some speak Mandarin, the other half speak Mandarin. Yeah, English. so but most, one out of, nearly one out of two, you'd be able to go up and go, hey man, how's it going? And they'd know what you were saying. Yeah, especially if you said it like that. Yeah. Good, good, good. Dude, um, Bobby, you you got to do it on the pod. You Before we started, you were doing this Chinese impression. I was not doing it. That's a lie. <laughs> and it was really good. No, you're trying you to do... get me in trouble now. No, you now. did the, like, kung fu. It was weird. That <laughs> is a lie. You were trying to get me in trouble. You did an impression of Greta Thunberg earlier that I thought was really funny when you said, oh, climate change isn't real. Yeah. Elaborate. But, yeah. <laughs> You did an impression of her having sex with Kyle Rittenhouse. Can <laughs> you Rittenhouse. do that again for me? I actually did a joke about them on and it worked the other day. Um, we came up with that on this podcast. What did we say? We talked about Greta and Kyle Rittenhouse dating. No, it was Malala and Kyle Rittenhouse dating. Oh, okay. And maybe that was in the Patreon. We'll never know. Oh, no that was in the Patreon. Yeah. Wait, so you're taking things that we riff no, it was, on this podcast it, and making them into your stand-up? No. I didn't know that was an option. It's not what's happening. I did the Andrew Tate joke, which you can go on my Instagram, check out. It's better on Twitter, actually. Um, you never know. It's got more views on Twitter. It's the same video, you psychopath. same video. I did better on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but about um, I have a bit about her saying she has small dick energy. Um, it doesn't matter. We're going into it, and it doesn't matter. No, so actually... that's what you're doing now. You're, you're siphoning no, our no, conversations no. and making them into stand-up bits. No, I'm not at all. So wait, this this bit you're doing, what is the bit? The bit is how unfair it is for her to... No, saying, uh, I say, um, she said Andrew Tate has small dick energy, okay. yeah, which Greta did. And my thing is, he's in jail for human trafficking and like rape charges, but you still choose to insult him by saying he's got a small dick. And I go, people with small dicks, we, I mean, they've suffered enough. It's fun stuff. Not discussed on the podcast. I actually, you know what, I'm really proud of you mm -hmm. because. In the past, you've never been that open about That's your really, issue. It's you've like, never you've never been comfortable talking mm, about it, and it's always been an awkward spot for you. So the fact that you're owning it now on stage in front of strangers, 
You know what, Red? <sighs> you know that you're good enough, no matter how big or not big it is. I'm going to cut the bit because I've, what I've realized is it's on your level, and that's bad. No, no, it's it's an honest. You're being honest on okay, stage. Okay, let's see what else happened. There, anyway. <laughs> you're you're the one who said it, not mm. me. Oh, you... another another pioneer. Um, really, Elizabeth Holmes just with a product. Mark Zuckerberg is born 1984. That makes sense because he's going to be the person that turns the world into the book. What do you mean? Oh, into the Orwell. Sorry, I was way, way, well, that was what, ages ago for me. Um, yeah. A lot of thoughts have went through your head since That's then. That's true, actually. Fucking hell. No, you're right. God, it's like Big Brother, isn't it? Um, no, it's true. Facebook. Was is the... pretty Orwellian. Yeah, it is and indeed. And he was born in 1984. Yeah. What does that mean? It means buy our new book, 1949, which comes out on the Patreon. Yeah, he was born. He's been famous for fucking ages. It seems like since I was a teenager. Yeah. He's been around. They made that movie about him when he was like 20. He wasn't even that old. He's in no, his like 20s 19 still. or something, yeah. And then they're just like, you're a fucking nerd. <laughs> he's a ner- he is a nerd and he's boring and he's not very fun. You know, at least Elon Musk fires off some tweets. Yeah, people run companies and invent tech are not fun people. You Part can't- of Elon Musk. I like when he called the guys pedophiles who were digging for the, the kids. There was one guy, he called him a pedophile. Yeah, that, that was fun. That's what I want from my crazy tech billionaire. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg just goes on TV and starts sweating. Yeah. And uh, it's not that good. So, another birth this year. Who's your, So, is Elon Musk your favorite billionaire? No, Putin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who's a billionaire? Kanye, not anymore. No, thank you. Um, who are Jay Z? No, I don't think he's even a billionaire. I'm pretty sure he's uh, Dr. Was, Dre. Dre. Oh, Dre is probably my favorite billionaire. Okay, yeah, that would be who were who, who the good billionaires? Where have all the good billionaires gone? Paul McCartney, would he be a, not quite a bill? Nearly deserves every penny of it. Yesterday, bloody good song. That is there any TV, no movie billionaire? I never understand with songwriting, right. So they write all those hits in their 20s. Mm-hmm. Why don't songwriters just keep writing hits? You know what they I mean? Can't. Like, it's weird, yeah. Why do they There's always... a moment. You were given like 10 years of being good. And then why can't they then... Maybe I get the... Maybe you only have so many songs in you. Yeah. You know? But why do you only have so many lyrics? You know, that you think... It's meant to be... It's like you watch like Godfather 3 compared to 1 and 2. And you're like, you're a genius who made these two perfect films. How can you... You of all people... When it's so obvious to me, who doesn't have near that, you know, talent or anything, to see that Godfather 3 is a pile of shit. But I think I, Al Pacino is actually what's wrong with that movie. The, no, but Danny Garcia is terrible as well. But Al Pacino... Is it Danny Garcia or Robert Garcia? Michael Corleone, in the first two films, is a quiet understated character who's like an anti-mobster that's the mm-hmm. whole point and then in the third movie Al Pacino plays it like he's Al Pacino in Scent of the Woman when he's that <laughs> blind guy he's just like hoo-ah hoo-ah and you're like what is why has the character like I get it it's been a couple years he's been in the mob a while but why is he now a different human being completely it's with Al Pacino he did that solidly for like two decades and I think people were like, he was doing coke. That's like it was just like coke. Or it, or it was body swap. Someone yeah. and they went right. I've got B. Pacino. What is he doing? It was someone talentless it, inside it, him. Yeah, like it. It did feel like someone doing an impression of Al Pacino. That movie. It's oh, horror! I hate but when he does that noise. Francis Ford Coppola should have gone. Hey, what the fuck are you Can doing? We dial go, this go back, down a bit. Go Al. back to your trailer and watch the first two again. Yeah. Jody, you look like you want to say something. Uh, no, yeah, in, in Heat, mm-hmm. yeah, Al Pacino's admitted, yeah, he was doing a lot of coke during Heat because he's got that scene when he goes, she got a great ass. Oh, yeah, God. that one. And he was just doing it all over that yeah. film. Have you heard his British British accent? I'm sure nobody does a good British accent, though. Um, some it's not have. British. It's classic. You have brought it up before, but we've never uh, we've played it. We've brought it up and we never played yeah. it. But he's like, I was down at docks with my mug. <laughs> it's like fucking awful. Tom Hanks does a British accent in, uh, oh, what's that? Fuck, you're not going to know. It's a fucking sci fi movie uh, where he plays like three different characters based on a book. The Wachowskis made it. 
Oh, Nicolas Cage ad- adaptation. No, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. You're thinking uh, of, I don't know. The Wachowskis, the, oh, who made the, the Matrix. <laughs> people. Who made the Matrix. Feed the world. Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. <laughs> okay. In Cloud Atlas, Tom Hanks plays like an 1800 British pirate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then oh, and then he plays like a British gangster in like the '60s in that nice. same film, and I would say it's not his best performance. Oh, okay. Turns out some people are character actors. Some people are just good when they're Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like no, no, your thing is being you. Yeah, yeah. Don't try. Not and... much range. Yeah, don't try and change it up. And and there we have it. So finally. In 1984, the Red Richardson... Spe- no, that can't be... Sorry, I got that wrong. It was 2023 that came out, Red Richardson. Wait, so- the Red Richardson special? I've heard of that. It's a YouTube special. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I got a mistake. It said here for some reason that came out in 1984. It I've watched it came twice. out in 2023. So if you want to watch it, go, go and watch it. It's really good. I, I watched it twice. Oh, thanks, man. Um, We've had some good messages. I didn't want to tell you that because I didn't want you to think... Oh, what that you're a nice person that you care? No, not that I'm a nice person. That I that I loved it so much. I watched it two full times, it's, all the way through. It's layered that way. <laughs> I love that joke you do about the queen. The queen. Oh yeah. Where you talk about um having sex with her right mm. after she died? I never do that. It's not in there. But you'd have to find out if you want to know. <laughs> Um, I, also, I, just stream it for four minutes. It helps the algorithm. Even if you're not watching I, it, just press play. I Go was, make a tea with the sound down. I was down. surprised you did that joke about <laughs> Prince Andrew clearly being innocent. Well, I didn't think. I've heard I a Photoshop. Royal obsessed. Seems to be the only person in the world who's heard a Photoshop. Down before. on. I, I thought opening with being an advocate for Prince Andrew was mm. brave in a comedy special, and I was mm-hmm. surprised you did it. But. Well, you know, you got. I speak from the heart. I, yeah. speak, I speak from the heart and I stand up truth to power. And the power in this case is a 17-year-old girl. Um, anyway. Thank you to our super <laughs> genius patrons. Spencer. Christopher Matthew, we love you. Thank, thank you, you to much. all of our other patrons. Thank you to our listeners. Listeners, kind of. watch it. Normal people. Come back. Subscribe yeah. to Patreon. Goodbye. That was another episode of The Year Is. Thank you very much for listening. Please like and subscribe. Leave us a review. It all helps. I'd like to thank our producer, Jody, And also I'd like to thank uh, Josh Weller for our intro music and song. It's, uh, it's very catchy. It's very nice. I'm sure you'll enjoy it at the beginning. So big thanks for Josh Weller. He's on Instagram at Josh Weller. Josh Weller. Follow him and uh, keep spreading the word of The Year Is. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. 